Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges and the officers of Israel and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Your fathers lived of old beyond the Euphrates, Terah the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess, but Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterwards I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did to Egypt 
and you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balaam the son of Peor to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore he blessed you, so I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Gergesites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I gave them into your hand. And I sent you the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow, I gave you a land on which you had not laboured, and cities which you had not built, and you dwell therein. You eat the fruit of vineyards and oliveyards which you did not plant. The word of the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Great is his love, love without end. Give thanks to the God of gods. Great is his love, love without end. Give thanks to the Lord of gods. Great is his love, love without end. Through the desert his people he led. Great is his love, love without end. Nations in their greatness he struck. Great is his love, love without end. Kings in their splendor he slew. Great is his love, love without end. He let Israel inherit their land. Great is his love, love without end. On his servant the land he bestowed. Great is his love, love without end. Had he snatched us away from our foes. Great is his love, love without end.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Pharisees came up to Jesus and testing him by asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who made them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one? So they are no longer two, but one. What therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. They said to him, Why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? He said to them, For your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for unchastity and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is not expedient to marry. But he said to them, Not all men can receive this precept, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who is able to receive this, let him receive it. The Gospel of the Lord. Are we able to receive this difficult gospel? Yes, the union between man and woman is beautiful. It is beautiful when a high meet a thou and they become a we, an indestructible union. When they are one flesh, one reality, a perfect communion. It is beautiful, it is a marvelous ideal, it is beautiful and from the start very fragile. That's why the law protected uh, the institution of marriage by the commandment, you shall not commit adultery. It is beautiful what we call this anthropology of communion, man and woman made to build a communion and to realize fully who they are in communion with another. But when it does not work, would it be possible to do it in a clean way to give a sort of elegant solution to this difficulty. You write an act, you divorce friendly with someone, 
and you begin again with someone else. You take the time to turn one page and you open another page. That seems rather sensible. Jesus' answer, as we know, is very demanding. No, 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 you cannot turn the page. If union there is, this union is sealed by God. But, but, you have to work on your heart. Your heart is hard. Your heart is unloving. You have to enter a deeper dimension of love, the essential dimension of sacrifice. The disciples are shocked. Uh, if it is so, no, it's no good to marry. It is, it is impossible. It is not up to man or woman to do that sort of things. Jesus does not soften his answer. On the contrary, he goes further on. And he speaks with this example of the eunuchs. These men were violently made unable to have a communion in the flesh with a woman. This violent amputation, that it came from nature or from man, is the sort of institution of sacrifice. But Jesus said, well, those, there are some who do that, who choose that for the kingdom of heaven. They put the sacrifice first and they go to the communion with God. This celibacy chosen in order to manifest that our heart can only find its total rest in God's heart. At the end of this dialogue, the disciples say nothing. And I think we have better say nothing as well. We say nothing, we, we just try to welcome the good news of the gospel of communion. It is not an easy one at all. Whatever our calling to marriage, to consecrated celibacy or to unchosen celibacy, we are called to communion with God and with others. An indestructible communion in love. But this cannot be built without the cross. The gospel of communion is the gospel on the cross. This mystery is great. It is Jesus and the Church. Christ loved the Church and gave himself up for the Church. So man must love woman in a total sacrifice of self. And that again is not simply a, a, a recipe for our minds. It is a, 
a, a commandment which is given us and as all the commandments which we receive, the only way to receive it is to ask for the grace of God. We cannot do communion in the couple, in the community, in the society, in the church. We can only receive communion. We build communion by our love and our sacrifice, by sharing in the cross of Christ and by participating in the gift of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the bond of communion between Father and Son in the Trinity. He is uh, the communion, the bond of all our communion, the communion in the couple, in the family, in the community, in the secret of my heart with God, my Father.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his Be pleased, O Lord, to accept the offerings of your church, for in your mercy you have given them to be offered, and by your power you transform them into the mystery of our salvation, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father most holy, through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your Word, through whom you made all things, whom you sent as our Saviour and Redeemer, incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of a virgin fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people, he stretched out his hands as he endured his passion, so as to break the bonds of death and manifest the resurrection. And so with the angels and all the saints we declare your glory as with one voice we acclaim. Mm. sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your Church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Declan, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Catherine, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she, who was united with your son in death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and At the Saviour's command, and affirmed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under me, but only say the word that my soul shall be. Consume, save us, O Lord, and confirm us in the light of your truth, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.